The following podcast has been brought to you by Gentlemen, boys, and girls, children of all ages, travel many shall probably bring to you as I, one half of the longest reigning tag team champions of all the times. Ow. The Angel Deficit XL joining me as always. That would be I, the other half, the longest reigning Ramble Mania tag team champions of all the times. It's cooking. It's cooking. <laughs> CJ the Great. CJ the Great, of course. We are the Banter Club. We are here to discuss AEW Dynamite on the Hose Network. I've got oh, Jesus Hose. You know, you know, we got them hoes. They out there in the area codes. They don't put it on the logo no more. <laughs> it's just big old AEW Dynamite uh, live. Yeah, and I mean, hey, maybe. Maybe let's not get it too attached to to the TBS branding and old Warner Media. Uh, especially after all the bullshit they were trying to pull. After after a uh, rough, rough week of dealing with um, network politics, so to speak. With, I mean, as we know now, the unfortunate passing of Jay Briscoe. And last week's Dynamite, there were muted uh tribute to jay so to speak like they came out with armbands mm-hmm. they showed a graphic at the beginning of the show um and they spoke about him a few times but like nothing overt like we got to see on this week's show like we're going to talk about because of that edict that was handed down from the warner execs that the briscoes were not allowed on uh their television so there's something he apologized for not Something just to, not just to here's the thing, right? Because a lot of people were like trying to give me the, the the fucking the the what I like to call the Hogan speech. Brother dude. And I always tell them, I'm like, had he done what Jay did and actually apologized and actually explained his actions and, and said, Well, look, you know, due to my religion, blah blah blah, blah you know, but you know, I see shit differently and I and I you know I understand. I'm not trying to disrespect you, blah blah. And you know he apologized for it. He went up to his his. Had Hogan done all that shit, cool. This motherfucker went to court, dealt with a whole bunch of bullshit. They didn't say anything to anybody. They didn't even apologize until way after when he realized, oh, I'm fucked. His so, his initial apology was for getting caught, not for yep. what he said. Yep. Jay Briscoe apologized for what he said. Yeah, he said what I said was wrong. Those statements were wrong. And yep. I don't think that way anymore. And then Hulk Hogan had to Hulk essentially, not like I, I, you know, oh, I'm sorry, brother, that that, that yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I didn't, I, you know, I, I didn't think that was gonna come out. You, you got caught with your pants down. And instead of saying, "Yo, my bad," that's not how I feel. I fucked up. I'm, an, I'm a dumbass. My bad. Go on Booker T show, like Booker T said. You know, talk to everybody and try to like, you know, make amends. That's not what yeah, like. Mean. People people make mistakes in this life, some worse than others. And, you know, typically we, we like to say everybody deserves a second chance. And, you know, yep. 
forget about Hogan. Look at like people talked about TBS itself and yep. and the power slap shit that is airing mm-hmm. right after AEW Dynamite. Oh, y'all airing that shit all fucking day. While this man who owns the company power slapped his wife on fucking where everybody could see it live on camera. And we over here. Like, first thing first, the whole concept behind the power slap shit is like I like everybody's been talking about it's awful. Like you're standing there, yeah, yeah. they're trying to they're trying to brand it as a sport, but like it's like I talked, like I said the other night in uh Dave's chat, I think in every combat sport, you are taught to protect yourself. You're trying to avoid getting hit, you're taught to block, you're taught to mm-hmm. dodge, you're you, you know, you're not supposed you're gonna get hit in the face, but you're not supposed to. You you do what you can. Yeah. To avoid and minimize the damage you're getting hit in the face. And this power slap shit, you're just getting hit in the face. You're you're standing there willingly getting hit in the face as hard as a person can possibly do. Like, and that Talking is about concussion protocols and all shit like that. Yeah, it, it, I impossible. See with his face swollen to the point where it looked like it was about to fall off his face. Yeah, like that impossible. Like doing that shit as a professional sport is going to lead to serious damage for people. And TBS yeah. got that airing on their tele on their television, <laughs> but won't let a man who had apologized for a mistake he made be on their television. And 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 not to mention the man who wanted to say the white. Years ago at that. Yeah, and this this was a decade ago at that. They work with uh, and I'm I'm gonna buy the game. I'll admit it, I'm gonna buy the game. But they they are working with an Aaron Harry Potter content. From someone who is a self-admitted turf, J.K. Yep. Rowling, she yep. she's transphobic. She wrote some of my favorite books, but I ain't gonna lie and, and beat around that bush. She's transphobic. And y'all over here airing a fucking game show. Yeah. So you gonna tell me this man who said an off comment ten years ago? Like fuck, I, I'm pretty sure I said some dumb shit ten years ago. And I'm gonna say it like this: anything I ever said while I was young and dumb. Does not apply to the man I am today. Yes. No, nothing I did under the age of 25 should ever be looked at any type of way because I was fucking dumb and young and drinking and smoking, doing stupid shit. And, you know, it, it was what it was and it was a different time and I was stupid and I, I didn't know any better. Anything I said before then, you know, as now that I'm a 30 something year old, don't even. <laughs> yeah. Who I am today is a completely different person from even who I was at 25. So it's like people grow and they learn. And there's sometimes where people are genuinely like, yo, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was going to hurt anybody's feelings. I didn't even think about it that way. I was just fucking, you know, giving an off comment just because that's how I I was thinking at the time. And now that I'm a grown ass man and I understand that words hurt (laughs) and words fuck with people. You got to learn, you know, I apologize for anything stupid I've ever said in my life. And and even as like at this point, it's just like, you know. Even as grown ass adults, we still grow. We still we still yep. learn yep. shit every day. Like like you know, as a as a 30 some year old man now, it's probably gonna be shit I learned down the line when I'm in my forties that is like, you know what, I, I probably should have handled that differently. It's it's <coughs> you know, we're all trying to figure this shit out yep. in life and, and we have different experiences and, and go through th- different things and cope with them in different ways. And I think what's important and and what I think the executives lost in trying to do whatever they were trying to do with the Briscoe's ban is that you got to look at how people are in the present and how they behave now. And if they would have asked anybody within the industry about Jay Briscoe 
and who he is and how does he represent himself, then they would have known, yep. oh, he's not that guy. He's a guy we can he's put on our television. He's a yeah. family man, bro. Yeah. He's a fam. Everything he's ever done is for his family. And to that's the death, to the death of him. To the de- literally to the death of him. Yep. Literally. It, it, it's I, what it, everyone has said about him. him. It, I was gonna say it's what everyone like. If you watch all the the you know talking head packages and everything about him, everyone is just about. He was a great father, amazing father. Loved his kids. Loved his family. That was the number one thing. I was gonna say if any of these dickheads, at, at, at that even thought to block this, had even asked or even seen or even heard how he actually passed away, then they'd be like, oh, shit. And I'm pretty sure that's probably what Tony did. I was like, yo, I, I, I was thinking in my head, like, Tony Khan probably was like, yo, are you fucking kidding me right now? You're, you're banning a dude who literally passed away taking his daughters to fucking cheerleading practice. This is who the fuck you're, you're banning off your TV? <laughs> you dumb fucks. And, and like, we got to give Tony credit for that shit, man. Like, it, it, we're talking, like, mm-hmm. especially considering, like, it, it's well-known Tony Khan is, like, an analytics dude and it's about the numbers and business and negotiations and all that. AEW, we're in 2023. They're in the midst of a negotiation <laughs> year for their mm-hmm. TV rights. So imagine fucking, you know, having the gumption and the balls to go to those execs knowing that, you know, negotiation time is coming up and whatever can happen can happen, and you just go and tell them, we need to do right by this man and his family and allow him to be on our television. Yep. Yep. Not just like, that, but then it would be punishing Mark, who didn't say a damn thing. <laughs> yeah, like, and yeah, Mark Mark never even said anything. He never did anything but BJ's brother. Yep. So even if your problem was with what Jade said, Mark ain't say it. So Mark should have never been banned. If you really want to put it that way, Jay should have never been banned either. But if you really want to look at it that way, Mark should never have been banned. Holler! If you hear me! Even even the Steiners agree. You know those Briscoes? I would have loved to have a match with him back in 1994. Hell yeah. My brother. (laughs) (laughs) You're my brother. You and your brother. You know, the brothers and the brothers, they're those good kids. <laughs> I was one of the things on BTE that, that broke my heart. Uh, just everything uh, with the Bucks, but them talking about how at the very beginning of AEW, we wanted the three best brother tag teams the Bucks, the Lucha Bros, and the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. And, and, they, and they, like they said, they tried and tried, but, you know, unfortunately, this is what it took. <coughs> What's sad to me is like I believe this is like my first like th- th- that Ring of Honor show I think was like my first live time watching uh the Briscoe brothers. The first FTR match? The one that we saw on on on, on fucking like a few months ago. Oh, the last FTR match. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like Damn, bro! Like I've been missing out, <laughs> you know. Like watching them live, <laughs> yeah, it's different than watching them like you know, th- like a few weeks later on fucking. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you've heard about the match and 
checking it out because you heard it was fire. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, versus literally watching. Well, I didn't watch it exactly live. I watched it that same night, though. I forgot yeah, what I was doing. But I, I remember that I watched it later on because I watched it on on, on uh, the legal channels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, put that power slap shit on the legal channel. Like, get this shit out of here, B. Bro, nobody. I don't know who likes this shit. You fucking with that? And I know, like, people like that that uh, that slap shit. And I mean, I, I see to a point, but like trying to do it as a sport is like, nah, you can't, bro. Like, it's not a sport. That will lead to long term damage. So yeah. yeah, it's something that you do drunken at a bar at like five a.m. when yeah. the bar's closed and shit. It's a stupid thing that when you sober up, you're like, yo, that was stupid. Why we do that? But you know, yeah, it's not what you do as a sport on television, especially yeah. after you did the same thing to your wife. Hey, son. <laughs> Yeah, hey. I'm supposed to be on WrestleMania. What? Listen, man. <laughs> I fucking hate this, bro. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. I'm well, so good. Listen, I'm so burnt out from all this shit that happened with fucking Flair that I'm over here like, Steve, no, stop. <laughs> The legacy, the legacy, bro. The legacy. But I think I think Steve is at a point where it's like he did last year, and last year was good. So yeah, don't have a full-on match though, bro. Maybe <laughs> maybe he's thinking one more man might not hurt. Oh, <laughs> if you're gonna do it, you gotta put over a real big baby. Ooh. I don't know. They gotta build somebody. That's the problem. I think um, the time that I would have been with it for him to come back would have been when Punk was there. That's that would have been the best time. That would have been the one. And then he did it. So I don't know why the fuck. Yeah. And now I'm looking at Steve like, bro, you should have. When they were throwing you the bag then, yeah, you should have done it. Maybe they didn't throw him enough. Damn. Because I, I got to imagine they threw him a, a fucking lot to do last year. Fucking Saudi government money. Yeah. They probably did give him like a Saudi check. It was just like, yeah, do, do Texas. Uh, but My ass ain't going to no goddamn Saudi Arabia. Hell no, yeah, sir. Probably what happened. <laughs> you either go do it in the Broken Skull Ranch or, or <laughs> in Texas. The rumor Whoa. is this year. <laughs> the initial rumor was they asked him to wrestle Roman Reigns. No. Dave Meltzer came out and was like, actually, they asked him to wrestle Brock Lesnar. No. That's why he left last time. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just want to do it. <laughs> no. And this no. time... His complaint the first time was, there's no build. They can build it this time. No! <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a problem wrestling Brock. He just didn't want to do it with no build. No! I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't. It has to be. You know who I would have him wrestle, to be honest? Who? If you do something amazing with Sami Zayn in fucking uh, uh, Royal Rumble with the whole bloodline thing, and then you have him, then you have him. Fucking go over Steve Austin, then I'd be like, all right, you're building somebody. How'd you even get to that point? That'd be crazy. Sammy? Yeah, Sammy versus Stone Cold. I don't know how you would get to it, but here's what I'm saying, right? If anybody deserves it, it's Sammy. Right now, he's hot. From everything I've heard, every time I hear people talk about it, it seems like the end game that people seem to think that it's going toward is him getting the tag titles with Kev. Like he and Kev get back together and face mm-hmm. the Usos. It seems like it makes That's sense. Fine. That's fine. Because I, I, I like the way I look at it outside looking in seems like 
theoretically, it would be him versus Roman. That seems to be the way the story would build. That's that's what I'm saying. I, I I feel like, and I think I, I feel like a lot of people feel like eh, it's WWE, so maybe they'll just give him the tag titles, and that that could also be fun. There's a surprise at the Rumble, right? Right. And then we still have. Uh, are they gonna call it Elimination Chamber this year? What are they gonna call it? No, I think so because it's 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 in Montreal. Yeah, it's in Montreal. <laughs> so, so all right, you have that, and then you have the Elimination Chamber. I mean, you feel me? I did think I'm you can about you it can now. make it happen where you can have him face. He has that challenge, and unless it's the Rock, <laughs> like bro, if it, if it were me, seeing when I watch SmackDown, he's he's crazy over. So if it were me, hell yeah, I'd do Sammy versus Roman. But I don't know if that's type of time they they'd be on. Man, you can build Brian Danielson. Damn it, <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Bryan part two. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I suck with names, bro. Once I get used to calling somebody one thing, it's hard for me to go back. <laughs> that's to, yeah. But I mean, it's like that though. Once once I'm up, get used to calling you, that, that's that's your name. Remember, I, I couldn't call him Brian Danielson, and then now I'm used to calling him Brian. Danielson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he 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 currently is Brian Danielson. So we good. We good. Wrestling, stop trademarking names for. <laughs> Every company, and then now they're different. It's like Johnny. <laughs> Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact, Johnny this, Johnny right. that. He Johnny everything. Johnny Mundo. Yeah. <laughs> when he's um, in the Spanish circuits. Yes. Um, but yeah, now let's talk the rating for this Dynamite show. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool million. Back over the million mark. Yes, let's go. Uh, best total for the show since October 5th. In 18 to 49, he did a 3-2, which is third on the cable charts behind... As usual, the NBA. So again, up three percent from last week. And speaking and the, of crazy numbers, I heard fucking Raw pulled in some something savage. Oh, you know that nostalgia draws, yeah. The <laughs> fact that we were all on, <laughs> and yeah. that we all watched it at least for like a good hour. They tricked me. <laughs> they, they didn't did. trick you. They gave you some good shit. <laughs> oh, they tricked me. They promised me a cage match, and then oh no 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 that cage. that there. But yeah, but they explained that too. Yeah. I mean, the Undertaker thing was cool, but otherwise, you tricked me. <laughs> Supposedly, the DX thing was supposed to be way bigger and longer. Pause. <laughs> yeah, but the the supposedly the, the, the bloodline the women's thing match long. was supposed to be a match. Yeah. yeah, the bloodline thing went long, so they had to cut around because the first hour was commercial free, so it fucked yep. up all their time cues. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, okay, I can understand that, but it's still like. You don't get the benefit of the doubt when you've done this before. That's the problem. If this was a situation where this was the first time that a situation like this had happened, at least in a very long time, where they had advertised the match for like a week in advance and then you bullshit it out, if, if, it, if that was rare, it'd be okay. But this yeah. is not rare in WWE. It's part of the reason I stopped watching. So just yeah. to see it again is like, okay, whatever. This is why. I mean, the Bellas made some good ass points, and the Bellas was spitting. <laughs> Mercedes is too over. <laughs> and they were like, they were talking about that. Too. But then, if you look at it, like that's the thing that got me pissed off. I right, they didn't show most Mercedes Monet, but I mean, a lot of the guys that they showed, you feel me? I'm like, ah, come on now, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And all right, you don't want to deal with Mercedes Monet because she did the whole gimmick. There's nothing wrong with showing Paige. 
Yeah, she just works at the other place. She didn't, you know, she hasn't, you know. Y'all basically let her go. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to wrestle. Yeah, I said no. Well, similar to what happened to Brian Danielson. Yeah. He's like, they they eventually said yes Japan. to Danielson. I'm going to go to Japan. Yeah, that's what happened. Danielson threatened y'all. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, shit. They had a chance to do a sexy Kurt gimmick, and they didn't do it. Oh, yeah, because he was with DX, right? He was with Sean. Sean yeah. was right there. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny. I'll but I feel like I feel like the man that's actually back, back, back how, it's not backstage. And it backstage. would be back at home. Yes. Supposedly. Yes. Or in his office. Supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> he's not at the show. I swear to God, he's not. Yeah. I'm still head of creative. I promise. <laughs> Oh God! You heard he got sued again, the idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Supposedly because of the, basically how he was acting and and you know, yes, all the trials and shit that he yes. he got him. in trouble for were paying people off, and apparently they're suing him as shareholders, I believe, for that. Yes, as shareholders. So wow, we'll see. We'll see where where it goes if it goes. Anywhere. Just go home, B. Shut the fuck up and go home. This is my home, pal. No, man, you get. You can't take it from more, me. You're you're getting yourself into more bullshit just for fucking. This man is is willing <laughs> to risk it all. Your ego is world. so fucking big that you, bro. If I was him, bro, and, and I did all the stupid shit, I would eat a big piece of humble pie, shut the fuck up, stay home, and make my fucking money quietly without ever having to bother a damn soul. What happened to the shorty he was on a date with? Just go hang out me? with her. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? Bro, if I yo, if I didn't have a job and I had money already and I was still making money off of the shit that I already put out, bro. <laughs> I just like being on a date with Vince and he just pulls out his phone watching Raw like, what are they doing with theory, pal? I hate this shit. Bro, I would completely ignore wrestling for the rest of my life. In fact, I'd be like, all right, fuck it. You want me out? Bye. <laughs> I would take all that money, meet a nice girl, yeah, move, out. move out to a fucking villa. <laughs> I got, again. And that, just raw dog. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why he is where he is in the pantheon of wrestling promoters, because he breathes this shit to an unhealthy extent. And and, and we would like cash out. OG wrestlers too. Yeah, we we would cash out, but he 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 took that shit as a threat and a challenge. Tej, I guess I don't even have to say, are you ready? Because I know you're fucking ready. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Then for the thousands in attendance, <laughs> you know <what> it is. <laughs> you know it is. and the millions watching at home. Uh, yeah. Who? Oh, this is a strong one too. Ooh. Oh, let's Okay, I came from Hill. I mean, I mean it for this show. <laughs> I meant that. I mean it. This was yes, yes. So let's let's do it. AW Dynamite <laughs> from Lex from Lexington, Kentucky, uh, home state of. Sexy Chucky T. Chuck Taylor, who was not on the show, so I assume he was no. on Rampage. Because probably can't you can't be in in that man's home state and not put him on. No, none of the guy, none of the funny guys were on today. True. Uh, well, you know, it's a different type of show in in some ways. 
Yeah. But, uh, well, we well, open... well, these guys are funny, though. I was going to say, we, we do open up with some funny guys. Because yeah. <laughs> we got the goddamn Jass, Les Sex Gods, Chris Jericho, and Sammy Guevara versus mm-hmm. Action Andretti and Absolute Ricky Starks. Let's talk about this entrance. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> these, these goofs. Oh my! So they come out with the fucking stripper pants. Why? Why is Daniel Garcia now now wearing leather pants now? Right. Jericho told him that you got to wear the leather, and then Sammy, since he became his mentor, was like, "Yeah, the leather, just like just like we do." So now he does it. Yep. And then then, so everybody, well, not everybody, just less sex gods. Yeah. They rip their pants off, but Jericho's pants land on his head. Yeah, like these two do the whole routine. He just, yeah, go ahead. Whole ass sports entertainment routine where they do the twirl and then they rip the pants off. And, you know, they're supposed to, you know, fly off in the space, but Jericho's flies over his head. <laughs> and then it lands right on his head. And then he just, he kind of like curtain peaks and, and laughs. Yeah. <laughs> like Jericho, goddammit. Meanwhile, <laughs> Daniel Garcia just standing next to him in his leather pants, waving the bat around, like, yeah, like, like, like a goof. <laughs> Daniel Gar- so when everybody rips their pants off, Daniel Garcia, he does his little weird like in in fists. That's what I call them because they're all the way in like this. Yeah. But with the bat in his hand. Yeah, he's got so the I'm bat just- in his hand. So he's just like, yeah. <laughs> I get what they're doing. They're giving him, they're teaching him how to be a character. He's becoming a sports entertainer. Oh, God. Don't put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that was the goal all along. They're making him a sports entertainer. It's like he's a great wrestler, but he needs to do, you know, character work and he's he's doing character work now and i like it yeah, it's almost like a work. workshop i like that shit yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's you can tell in aw where, where, where they put their young guys where the intentions lie a lot of the time and how it pans out that's, that's one of the things i like about how, how tony books this shit like when he when he wants to focus on a young guy he'll be like all right i can put this guy with this guy and he'll learn this and that and benefit in these ways yep. so, there's, there's a few of those on this show darby yeah, you got Darby. We got uh, later on uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Matt Hardy. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna tell you some great ideas I have, but well, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By so, the way, I was gonna say, I fucking hate Action Andretti's whole color scheme, bro. <laughs> I fucking with the color scheme. Listen, I love the color blue. Blue is yeah. my absolute favorite color. But for fuck's sake, bro! For fuck's sake, what's the deal with? Adding highlighted, high, uh, highlighted ass lime green and white to it, like you just it's, loud, bro. <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 I've seen a lot of people describe Andretti as like a you know good wrestler, but he's 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 strangely call like in that way. That you know he's got this loud ass attire with the you know with the created, loud ass video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> created <laughs> character one type look. Like it's a good look, yeah. but it, it, it looks like that created wrestler one video look. He's, he's he is generic. <laughs> yeah. But it's like uh, you you see the bits of him and why why they seem to be invested in him. So, I think and because he's young, I think he's like 24, <laughs> 25. So, you know when you pick the template yeah, for your wrestler and you pick and there's different types now? Yeah. He's literally original template for High Flyer. Yeah, he is. He's the High Flyer template. That's all. And it, it looks like with with because I guess again, like like we talked about, that's what they're doing with a lot of young guys in AEW. It looks mm-hmm. like they're gonna take him and and hopefully mold him 
because you you can see that the talent is clearly there. It's just yeah. like yeah. Garcia in the beginning. Hell yeah, it's it's just getting him in those other spots. Was he ever really like big on dark? Andretti, nah, like he just started. I think he only had like a couple matches on dark before the Jericho match. That's insane. The way he wrestles is like he's been wrestling for like fifty years, bro. Yeah, and you know that usually happens when you're you're on TV a lot. And, but he's very comfortable in that ring, and that's 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 hard to get. It is, really it is. Like, Especially like mm-hmm. thrusting him into this position the way they have, where it's like, all right, you do a couple dark matches, and then you're wrestling Jericho, and now you're in an angle with Jericho. So like he just main evented Rampage last week. So yeah, he's that's like even with John Cena, the motherfucker was in OVW forever. Yeah. So it's like I but that that's the only person I can compare it to because when I was a kid, I didn't know about OVW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like this John Cena guy shows up looking like fucking original template one. And look at what John Cena's at now. Yeah, look at what he became. So I'm looking at Action Andretti like, ooh, there is so much potential for your crazy ass. Yeah. Wow. And they definitely, they definitely see it. Uh, so mm-hmm. going forward in this match. But I digress. That that, that entrance <laughs> is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that entrance was that 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 was just bright, problem. loud, and annoying colors. Like, ah, damn, son. <laughs> yeah, he was looking crazy out there. Yeah, yeah, fucking. Especially juxtaposed against best dressed absolute Ricky Starks. Oh, he came out like. That boy's fly. Uh, Sammy offers the code of honor to Action Andretti, but Andretti does not realize that Ring of Honor has been saved from the Ultra and his shenanigans. So he gets mm. super kicked, and then the heels take the heat. <laughs> yeah. um, they got the heat on Starks. Jericho even does the come on, baby, pin. I was like, oh, yeah, he hasn't done that in a while. I like that. I love that. That was my shit back when I first saw him do it in uh, WCW. I was like, I love this idiot. Right, I loved it. And I always loved when, when they put it in the games. I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, in the games, usually the THQ games. Yeah. I would always, when I use Jericho, I would always try to actually win with it. <laughs> you know what I would do a lot with Jericho? The stupid taunt where he, like, throws his legs out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> pose. The way they did Jericho in the old games was just so good. Like perfect. They his 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 stance and shut your mouth is my favorite because it's just him talking shit the entire time. It's just <laughs> he's just talking shit. <laughs> I miss stances. Yeah, stances. Oh man, the, gotta bring that back to games, man. The touch of character, the extra touch of character. Yeah. Man. So Sammy goes for a flying nothing. <laughs> and Ricky kicks him in the face and then makes the hot tag to Andretti. Yeah. Andretti runs wild, hits these double topes, comes back in and tags in Ricky. Ricky hits the spear on Jericho for a near fall. He goes for a code breaker, but Starks catches him, reverses into a Liger bomb. That gets a near fall. Uh, Sammy comes in. He goes for the GTH on Andretti, but he counters it. But then Garcia comes in with Floyd, the damn bat, and hits him. Oh, Sammy hits the GTH, sends him to hell. Yeah, he gets the pinfall. The Jazz, the Sex Gods, they get the W. To be honest, this match was one of those matches that I wasn't really expecting much out of. I thought it was going to be like just silly nonsense. Yeah. It was actually pretty good. And you know, it wasn't until the shenanigans with Daniel Garcia that I was like, ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so this will continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now uh, we get a video package. Uh, celebrating the life and career of Jay Briscoe. 
Bro, um, I teared up like a little bitch, bro. Bro, for sure. And I rewatched it this morning and I teared up again. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how that makes you feel, but and I was and I'm out here one of those guys who like I'll admit it. Like, bro, when some shit catch you, sometimes that shit catch you and that shit caught me, man. Yeah, man, it's you ain't you ain't no less of a man for shedding a tear, especially not over a situation like this. This is yeah. it's empathy. We're human beings. I, I, for a dude who works that hard and, and is finally there at the mountaintop and he can see the fucking clouds finally and for that all to get fucking cut so short bro yeah like over over bullshit because like on some shit like what are you doing it's it's a fucking rural town like it's not a big city like what the fuck are you doing just driving at 100 miles per hour and we'll never get the answer which hurts even more yeah it's a terrible, terrible like turn of events. Like him when they showed him and his daughter, and him dancing with his daughter, and then practicing the bro. damn routines and shit. Yeah, man, that shit broke my heart. Like man. this, and then like this, because <laughs> that, because that, like when he cut them promos, he was the hardest motherfucker on earth. Like he made, he could make you feel, he could make you believe that he was coming to. Fucking Enderman. Everything he said in those promos, he made you feel was real. But then he could he could turn that off and go be a, a loving father. Like you know what you, that like watching that, you know what it brought me back to? What? Remember when I first saw these guys? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, bro. They're like they're hood, but they country, but they white. The first time the I ever fuck? saw them. First time I ever saw them. I had to be like 14, 15. I, I bought a DVD. I watched these dudes come out in these Confederate outfits looking like the craziest rednecks you ever saw. Then Jay talks and sounds like the most hood motherfucker you ever heard in your life. Like he's from the block. I'm like, who are these dudes? What is this? I was, I was like, why is he wearing bandanas and shit? Like he a gangster. Put this Confederate flag so, you know. I don't understand. Are y'all skinheads? Are y'all black? I don't. <laughs> what, what's going on here? Then you I'm see so them. Confused. Then you see them wrestling. You're like, oh, these dudes are incredible. Now, my shit was, oh, these motherfuckers are savages. All right, I'm <laughs> down with it. Yeah, like you could never forget them from from the first moment you see them. Like they 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 ingrain themselves in your brain. They're they're memorable characters and people. So that's 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 another part of, of what just makes this whole situation so sad. Like wearing a tank top and basketball shorts, like you in the hood. Facts. But then, but then, Confederate flex. <laughs> and they're literally cutting these promos from a farm, like they're farm boys. Yep. 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 Like I mean, it's TNT Championship on the yeah. line. Yeah. Buddy Matthews of the House of Black. Taking oh, on Darby Allen, mm-hmm. fresh out of Noah, Darby Allen teaming up with Sting and the great Muda. Muda, uh, which is so fucking cool to me. Like, <laughs> and Darby didn't they Darby take the picture like with the great Kabuki? Mm-hmm. Because I remember, I believe in WCW lore, the Kabuki was his dad or some shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the 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 Muda Sting lore <laughs> tying back is crazy. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> they got crazy lore. 
And now Darby's a part of it. Now Darby's a part of it. How'd you get yourself involved, bro? <laughs> right? Like, but Darby, Darby feels like a glove and all. He he looked really oh, yeah. good out there. He's Darby Allen, bro. Yeah. He was just, yeah. yeah. He's another one who's just uniquely him. That he gonna he gonna work wherever. Yeah. He he um, don't sleep. He don't. His head's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you see that show with him and Jamie Hader with <laughs> Oh, on Tony top, Hawk's podcast, top, yeah. Chop him. I was like, fuck, I wish you were doing chopping him because you know that motherfucker crazy. Hell yeah. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Tony Hawk. Uh, I'm going to also thank uh, AEW for doing this quick little video package before this match where they showed the history between the House of Black and Darby Allen because, you know, they have had a, a pretty cool story so far. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why people seem to think that there are no stories on this show because they don't recap them, but they're Maybe. all over the place. <laughs> they, 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 they just, I mean, they recapped it here yeah. and you know, they, they're changing a lot because they got that new guy in. Yeah. So yeah. And I did notice that like, they have been doing like more, more recaps lately, mm-hmm. especially like, cause one of the things that they typically don't do a lot of at all is um recaps of stuff that happened on the same show. Unless it's like a huge, huge, huge thing. Yeah, but lately they've been doing more. Oh, this is what happened earlier tonight, in case you missed it. So, yeah, I still feel like they have to show replays of the of the finish more. Yeah, I, I do think replays of the finish would, yeah. would would be good because I feel like sometimes the finish happens and you, and if you missed it, like or you blinked or you know you didn't really see what happened. Because sometimes these finishes are just like, oh shit, really? Like it comes yeah. from out of nowhere, and then you don't get to they don't replay it, and then you're like. What happened though? <laughs> There's a match on this show later on that mm-hmm. finishes very, very quickly like that. Yep. And, and you could have blinked and missed it. But yep, surprise roll up. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I agree. They do gotta be a little better about that. But with this match, we open up like we talked about with Julia. Yo, she's spicy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she pops right up on the apron, gets all up in Darby's face. And then <laughs> the, the second Darby turns around, like what? Buddy runs over and just V triggers his head off. <laughs> Fucking menace, bro. Yeah. See, how, see how managers usually wait till like the middle. Nah, I'm gonna just stand right. Here. <laughs> the bell rung and Julia was like, "What up? What do you mean, <laughs> Julia?" <laughs> ah man, she's like, "Oh, didn't you? Weren't you the guy who didn't sleep?" <laughs> <laughs> I caught him slipping. She caught him slipping. She caught him. <laughs> fucking Nas would have been like, you see? You see? <laughs> I never sleep because sleep is the cousin <laughs> Got to be in that New York state of mind, Darby. Facts. I know you're from Seattle, but <laughs> you got to get with it. Oh, um, man, Julia, buddy. Julia, Julia, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddy, he he hits this man with the knee. Starts he he literally throwing Darby around like the, the commentators talk about. Buddy is jacked, and and yeah, they they, were, they kept saying it's it's the the strength advantage. Yeah, and he was definitely taking advantage of it. Um, Darby went for his tope. Buddy like caught him clean in midair, slammed him on the apron twice, and then just started throwing him into the barricade in that you know that spot that all the women do. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then Darby comes back, hits a coffin <laughs> drop to the outside. He throws Buddy back in the ring, and then the lights go out. And I'm sure Jim Ross was backstage like, what the hell? Again. <laughs> <laughs> Again with this. 
And then, but it was all for good cause because who was it? Yes, Malachi Black and Brody King are here. They have but a also the, the House of Black. Oh, the Kings of the Black Throne. There you go. Because yes. remember, I used to always call them the Kings of the Black Throne, and it's not their name. They only mentioned that once, and then they they actually finally explained when it was just a match with just Brody and 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 uh, what do you call it, Malachi? Yeah, they're the, the Black Throne. Yeah, them two specifically. The, yeah. the the whole group is the House of Black, but Brody and Malachi are the kings of the Black Throne. Same way, collectively, we are Ramble Mania Show, but when it's me and TJ, we are the Pentacle. Yes. The Jess. Together, they are the Jericho Appreciation Society, but Chris Jericho and Sammy Le- Guevara are lay sex gods. No. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> see, there's, there's precedent. What's the name that they came out with? Garcia Co? <laughs> <laughs> Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> they always say like some, a moving company, huh? right? Did you get Garcia Co. today? <laughs> For all your moving needs, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh, Malachi Black, Brody King are here. Um, but then Ortiz runs out right behind them and he, he's got a chair, he runs them off, they're off to the back. The odds are even once again. Uh, Buddy gets Darby up top, goes for Cheeky Nando's kick, but mm-hmm. Darby reverses. Then he gets him in the electric chair, but Darby drops him with a poison rana. Then he comes back with a crucifix bomb that gets a near fall. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back, hits cold red, and Buddy sets him up for a superplex. But Darby counters with a fucking avalanche scorpion death drop. We look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that He's that gets a near fall. <laughs> um, but then Buddy drops down. Darby gets him down again, gets him up one more time. Goes for the coffin drop, lands it, gets the one, two, and three for the win. Mm-hmm. This match went hard. Once again, Darby Allen is cooking with the TNT championship and all is right in AEW. It just seems like that's that's when shit is going well, when Darby got the TNT championship and he's cooking. While I was watching this, I was high as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I was watching a part where they landed on the apron. And, uh, you know, I said the usual. Oh, that's the hardest part of the ring. And then I was like, but is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> but is it, though? <laughs> and then my high mind reminded me, there's two things in that ring that will always be harder than the apron. You know what those are? The post, for one. The post is number one. Yes. That, that's number one. But you know what no- number two is? Well, what, the other one? The buckle? The fucking turnbuckle. Yeah, the buckle. The fucking turnbuckle. The turnbuckle would legit make you bleed. Ask Cash Wheeler. Yeah, the turnbuckle. <laughs> and and the fucking actual ring post will yeah. knock your ass out. Yeah. Ask Nigel McGinnis. <laughs> Ask Hangman Page. Ask Hangman Page. <laughs> yeah. But uh, after this match, Tony hits the ring to interview Darby about the, the big winning streak he's been on since defeating Samoa Joe for the TNT Championship. But you speak of the devil. He shall appear. Damn, Skiavon, why you mention his name? Right? <laughs> the second he says Samoa Joe, Joe popped on the screen like, what? This motherfucker pulled the uh, 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 Eric Cartman. <laughs> Biggest mouth. <laughs> and then Joe was like, I'm here to cap your ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> in the kingdom of the one true king of television, I will take everything from you, Darby Allen. I will not be usurped. By a man like you, I'm going to show you, Darby, that winning that championship, stealing that championship from me, was the biggest mistake of your career. 
So it looks like Joe coming back. He want to be the true king of television. Once again, he need that TNT title back. AW needs to stop filming motherfuckers without shirts on from the waist up. It just <laughs> it looks it looks weird, bro. I hadn't even considered, but I guess you're right. <laughs> I was looking at this shit like, yo, bro, look, bro looks dead ass naked. <laughs> Threatening a man. What <laughs> <laughs> <Butt> ass naked? <laughs> It's the worst mistake of your life. <laughs> when we're here looking at production, like, bro, I think I got better production. Why is this nigga naked? <laughs> yeah, all right, you're, you're fair point. <laughs> fair point. Don't do my brother like that, though. <laughs> um, we get a video package on the Chugs, Adam Cole's uh, Road to Recovery. Oh, ideas. Go ahead. He in the ring, old school style, old school Adam Cole rocking the bandana. With the, with the black tank top. And, you know, he's he's talking about his road, uh, his path to getting back. And, uh, you know, he, he vows to come back better than ever. A new, improved Adam Cole. I was going to say, you know, Tony, um, he said last week that, you know, you guys don't know the half of Adam Cole's, you know, road to recovery. It's going to be really, really deep and personal. So, interesting that they're, they're doing like a little video showcase on that and, I think it's definitely going to be an interesting couple of weeks showing Adam Cole's progress and his road back to the ring. Here's my idea. Adam Cole, whoever wins at Revolution, Adam Cole needs to face the champion. I, whether, I, I, whether he be if, – if MJF wins, you can do Adam Cole – as a baby face after all this beautiful hype that you done did with him coming back. You can do, go the Triple H route. Yeah. No. Or or you can make him the biggest heel of all time and have him go after Danielson. And it'll still either or both story ways would slap. Yeah, true. You got avenues. And I think with that that list MJF wrote, I think Cole is on that list. So he might actually be a future MJF opponent. Now we got Jungle Hook versus yes. All Ego Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. The Hardy's music plays. And the crowd is like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. for a second, I was like, Jeff is back? What? <laughs> and then Matt came out. I was like, okay, it's Matt. No, I knew it was Matt. <laughs> but it was just like, Oh, they're using Matt Steve? Oh, <laughs> spicy. They're really becoming a team now. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, then Ethan comes on and is like, hey, cut that off, cut that off. But he's like, yeah, listen, don't boo me because me and Matt, we're good, all right? I even let him have his own music back, as you can hear. So, yeah, that's why I was shocked because we hadn't heard the Hardy's music for a minute. But then Ethan was like, ah, I gave it back. He can have it back. He gave um, it back to Twist of Fate, too. Yeah, he was like, I even gave him back the twist of fate. He can do his own thing. Me and Matt are good now. We just Bullshit. agreed. <laughs> we just agreed that I'm the man. Right, Isaiah? And Isaiah's like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, what? <laughs> and Isaiah's like, I said, hell no. Nah. Nah. We did not agree on this. <laughs> <laughs> so then Stoke fucking rips open his fucking top and mm -hmm. then reveals he's wearing an Ethan Page shirt. He's like, so what's this then, huh? And then he's like, put my chain on. Put my chain on. <laughs> and then he goes, let me put it in a way you'll understand. Put my chain on, dead, dead ass. ass. <laughs> you ain't got to do that, Stoke. You ain't got to do that to us, Stoke. 
That was He's uncalled for. Fuck out of here, That's an uncalled for stray. I would have whooped his ass. <laughs> As a New Yorker, I'm offended. <laughs> Stoke, you know you're the OG, but if you fuck with me like that, bro, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> oh, oh Stoke, that ass. You ain't got to do that, Stoke. So, whoop we got Jungle. Ass, <laughs> <laughs> that ass, though. You got, we got Jungle Jack and Ethan Page. They start out, and then we get a four-way standoff. And Matt tries to delete them, but... Ethan Page then scrambles out and he gets jumped by by Jungle Hook. Uh, but then Ego gets Hook outside, tries to get him with the Ego's Edge, but Jungle Boy saves him. Um, hilariously, if you check the background, <laughs> fucking Stoke is antagonizing Isaiah Cassidy at every possible point during this match. Which is why I have an idea. But go ahead. <laughs> like every time I look over, you just see like him turning toward Isaiah Cassie and saying some presumably stupid shit. And Isaiah, Isaiah Cassie's like, like, what? What, what man? <laughs> Fuck you on. <laughs> <laughs> we come back from break. Hook gets the hot tag, hits that El Camino, brother. And then he hits the Tazplex on Ego. And then he ties him up in the apron. But then Matt takes him out, sets up Jungle Boy in the ring, goes for the twist of fate. But then Ego's like, hey, hey, wait. Tag me in. Crowd boos, ego tags in. He goes for the twist of fate. The jungle boy reverses, puts him in the snare trap. And Matt, he reaches out like, come on, Ethan, tag me. Come on. And and Ethan's trying. And and Matt's not trying. (laughs) (laughs) And then Hook pulls Matt off the apron to give Matt plausible deniability. Mm -hmm. And Ethan taps out. And Jungle Hook gets the win. This is why I feel like Eventually, hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to put it to you like this. The firm ain't working. Okay. Shit is stupid. Don't like, I don't like what's going on with the firm. Firm, whatever. Doesn't really matter to me. But this little storyline that's going on right now, if they end it by doing this, I'm all for it. Like, honestly... The, the, listen, listen to what it is that I that I want them to end it with. Okay. Isaiah Cassidy, when Mark Quinn comes back, private party turns on Matt Hardy. No. And Stoke becomes their manager and their manager only. I mean, I'd like it, <laughs> but oh man! Ethan Page and Matt Hardy are doing the thing. They're finally gelling. It's working out, and Stoke turns on both Matt and Ethan Page to go with Private Party. Okay, so yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It, it sort of feels like Stoke and Ethan with the whole storyline with Matt and Private Party. It feels like that is like completely separate from the firm, anyway. Like that, because that was. If they were doing that even before, like the firm really popped off, and even mm-hmm. since the firm has kind of fallen off. So yeah, I can I can see a sort of splitting off of that situation and doing something different. I kind that of to, think that, that to me would be the best the best thing. Yeah, because yo Stoke as their manager, it's a problem, and we finally will have something for the private party to do. Yeah, but that's what I think when Mark Quinn comes back. Matt's going to save them from this, and then that's where private party's going to get their breakoff point. And you said you were talking about hot tags earlier. Yeah. That boy Hook is, to me, like the best hot tag, right? Oh, now. yeah, Hook. <laughs> Hook. 
I mean, his his matches beforehand were basically hot tags. <laughs> so, and T Bone suplexes all the oh my yeah. He's 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 top tier with that shit. Yo, his his yeah. Go ahead. T Bone suplex is crazy. <laughs> Just ex- he's so explosive, so mm-hmm. explosive. Love that him. is that is that is the human suplex machine, son, for sure. She's here. <laughs> it's not Lily Gray. It's Tiffany Nieves. <laughs> but my question is, so I wanted her in a wrestling capacity. AEW, you, you're you're so close, <laughs> so close. right? <laughs> Why she gotta be a sexy therapist? <laughs> I mean, she is fine though. She's fine as hell. But I'm just saying, she she can wrestle. <laughs> We're here to get to the root of the problem with mm-hmm. the Gun Club and the acclaimed. And the the Gun Club, they say we feel neglected. Because, you know, Billy, you weren't around to to really raise us. You were on the road 320 days out of the year. And all we wanted was to share the moment of winning the tag team championships with you. But you ditched us for these guys at the first opportunity you got. And then Bones is like, I'm going to be honest. I think you guys are the biggest pieces of shit I've ever met. <laughs> He's so casually said that. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 I'm honest. I'm honest. Hey, no, I'm, I'm pro. I'm pro. <laughs> <laughs> this is where that after the work. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> He's nah, like, nah. you guys had the chance to mend that fence and, and make up for all that lost time. But the second that your dad showed us some attention, you attacked him. And then Colton is like, listen, who had your back when your tag team partner was injured? And, and you needed somebody to look after you. Mm-hmm. And how did you repay us? Mm-hmm. You called us ass boys in your rap. In your rap, yeah. yeah. Which, I can't even lie, that's a good point. <laughs> now, apparently, Max Caster doesn't tell the other wrestlers what his raps are going to be. Yes, he doesn't. It gets approved by Tony and Tony only. Yes. Well, and of course, uh, Bowens. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, it, I do, he does have a point there. In that he Max did know that they hated being called ass boys because they always said we hate being called ass boys. Yeah, and every week Max called them ass boys when mm-hmm. they were together. And he also talked about the you know how how basically they they stepped on their dick in more in more ways than one. So it's yeah. like I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. They got a point. <laughs> even Billy was like, <laughs> all right, listen. <laughs> I understand where you're, where both of you were coming from. <laughs> Even Billy was like, "All right, you got, you got a point there." <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, "I mean, they're not wrong though." Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> but then Billy's like, "I just want to know what happened to you guys. You're trying to take the easy way out. You're doing things the wrong way." And then Colton says, "Our faults as sons is your failure as a father." A father. And shit got real, and I was yeah. like, "I was like, damn." <laughs> That shit really made me think, though. Yeah. You know what it really made me think? What? I kind of, I kind of agree with these stupid ass ass boys. <laughs> the, the ass boys are not wrong here. <laughs> I came out of this. I came out of this like, yo, I'm not gonna lie. The ass boys were spitting here. <laughs> they were yeah, not I'm like. <laughs> they were not oh, wrong. Is this how this was supposed to go? Are we supposed to not sure. feel? I don't. I don't think boys? we were supposed to come out of this feeling for the ass boys, but I kind of did. <laughs> yeah, everything they said was not wrong. Yeah, they, they told no lies, really. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even say shit because it's like, yo, but 
I kind of understand why they mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I get it. I get it now. Now that you've explained, mm-hmm. it turns out the therapy was was actually useful. Yep. They properly explained themselves. You want to know what's the craziest part? What? Therapist ain't say a damn word. She did it. <laughs> she sure as shit did it. <laughs> she ain't say not a word <laughs> that whole segment. She let them figure it out. That's a great therapist right there. <laughs> yeah, I guess she know what she's doing. Maybe she should be a therapist. Maybe Tony Khan know what he's doing. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the gun club, they, they want a shot at the titles. And I mean, hey, listen. Fair, fair, fair too. Now towards the next segment. Yo, I'm not going to hold you. Adam Hangman Page is a fucking menace, bro. What's wrong? Nah, with him? nah. This man was on a different type of time in this segment. Yo, he's a menace, bro. What is he doing? <laughs> he is absolutely a menace. He is with Renee Paquette. Yeah. And this man says, you know, John Moxley's wife. Remember, John that. Moxley's wife, by the way. And he's just casually talking to her about how he's gonna knock her husband the fuck out, <laughs> like again, again, he's in, like, in yeah, Ohio. I, I just keep thinking about you know the last time I was in Ohio and how this all started with me and Mox, but now I think. Next week, I want to do the impossible. I want to knock John Moxley out in Ohio. Why? <laughs> and then Renee's like, okay. <laughs> and then really you She's like, why up. as well? She's like, uh, excuse me? That's yeah. that's my husband. Wheelie yeah. Yuda is hilarious in this segment. He's just out of left. You know when, when, when you was in high school and some motherfucker really came out of left field and you were like, out of left field. <laughs> Where you came from, bro? That was really you did this. Like, as soon as Haven is like, I'm going to knock John Mox out in Ohio. Really? Hey. Like, oh, yeah? <laughs> you talking about my mans? <laughs> he ain't here to defend himself, but he'll definitely fight you next week. Since you want to talk about people that's not cleared, how about you fight me on Rampage? And then Hangman just goes, okay, but Wheeler, why do you think the same thing that happened to Mox won't happen to you? And you. He's I see you on Rampage. <laughs> He's Yo, leader, bro. this man is cold menace, as ice. Menace, he's on some type of time. I don't know who talked to him. How you tell what? somebody, what makes you think this won't happen to you? <laughs> That's crazy. Yo, you a heel, bro. <laughs> he said after me, we got to fight right now. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Heel, bro. I don't want to hear it. This man is a... How are you a baby face right now? How? <laughs> your ass is a heel right now. This man said, I'm going to knock your husband out next week in your hometown. <laughs> And then his mans came up. Yo, you talking shit about my mans? He ain't even here, but he'll be ready when it's time to be ready. But till then, I'm going to fuck your ass up. What makes you think you're going to beat me <laughs> if I just fucking folded your mentor? If I knock your mans out, what makes you think I'm not going to knock you out? I just folded. Your, your mentor right now is at home. Folded. <laughs> <laughs> Like some old ass laundry folded, bro. Origami style. <laughs> you know them little gimmicks that the girls used to make. <laughs> <laughs> That'll tell her she's dating Johnny in, <laughs> in 2023. That's what I did to your boy. Folded me. <laughs> and that's what I'm about to do to you. Mr. Yuda. <laughs> Hangman is cold as ice. I was now, fucked up. We got the American Dragon Brian Danielson versus the Machine Brian Cage. Mm. This was some heat. It was Brian versus Brian. <laughs> Brian versus Brian. 
It was. It was. Machine this versus time, Dragon. For this match, I, I, I so I watched the last hour at work. Okay. And then I watched the first hour here. So I was high as fuck for the first hour. And then this was the second hour, technically. Yeah. So I was like sober for this one. And the whole time, as sober as I was, all, all I kept thinking is, yo, these both of these dudes' name is Brian, bro. This shit is Mac. <laughs> <laughs> the entire like- match, they got to stay Danielson and Cage. They can't say their first name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that gave me another idea. Yo. So in a match with Christian Cage and Brian Cage, that shit gonna get confusing as fuck. <laughs> Brian and Christian. You have to say Brian and Chris the whole fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got it, they got it. Brian and Chris. <laughs> oh man, you gotta make that happen. Though. We still gotta make that match happen. <laughs> Are they gonna call Tony Khan Khan if he has an interview with fucking Skivon? <laughs> <laughs> or fucking. He has to do an interview with Nick Khan about buying WWE. Khan spoke to Khan today. What? (laughs) About what? (laughs) Shit like that. Uh, Yo, I'm not going to say nothing. I can't because it's it's work-related, but I'm going to tell you afterwards. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this match. Uh, Dragon goes for the LaBelle lock, but Cage slips out. Hits this man with a series of topes. And then mm-hmm. a flying crossbody. Uh, Dragon tries to rush out of the corner, but Cage catches him and just fucking throws him Gorilla Press style. And Dragon just bounces out of the corner and hits the mat. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, Cage is working his shoulder over for the majority of the match. Makes um, sense. Yeah. He's trying to break his arm. Mm-hmm. And then, like the commentators say, that's what MJF paid him to do, to destroy Brian Daniels and to make sure that he's in no condition to compete in a 60-minute Ironman match. So that was that was Cage's goal here. So everything, fucking deadlift suplex into the ring, um, a suplex onto the apron, an arm trap suplex onto the apron. Um, and then he takes him up for a top rope power bomb, but Dragon fights back. Cage pushes him off, comes back with some drop kicks, this Dragon, and then he hits a big superplex. And then, you know, he's hulking up, he's getting ready. Cage takes him, goes for the drill for Weapon X, but then Dragon counters. Man, were you about to say the drill claw? What are you- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the drill claw. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he went for Weapon X, mm-hmm. but he got too many moves. <laughs> but man, listen. <laughs> Better to have too many moves than not enough. I agree. I agree. <laughs> That's why I like Brad Cage, but <laughs> he got a lot of moves. But Dragon is able to counter and then get the victory roll. Mr. Small Package, it was technically a victory roll, but the, the, the general principle applies. Mr. Small Package strikes again. The dreaded, the dreaded flash pin roll it's, up. It's wild that, that, that you calling somebody that. I would never call no man that, ever. He used to call himself that. I, bro, I'm not calling you that. <laughs> Listen, it's a move. I know it's a move, but I can't <laughs> do that to you. as a grown-ass man. I would never do that. I, I never want to be caught saying that shit in front of some females and then you get mad at me because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no Oh, that's my son, Mr. Small Package. Hey! <laughs> I have no aspersions to cast on Brian Danielson's junk. <laughs> I just, he's very good at the small package maneuver. And, and he's always walking around calling people. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he all, all he does backstage is talk about flaccid penis. Yeah. 
which is I know you in the locker room, but I, even in the locker room, I don't think I ever let anybody see my, my junk, bro. I don't. <laughs> well, he's not letting people see. He's just talking about it. Like, fuck it out, though. Why? Dax is probably back there. So, you know, Bret Hart is the fucking greatest. You got to watch this Bret Hart match. And then Danielson mm-hmm. just walks up. Yo, so dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad, but I pictured it in my head, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> we had this dude named uh, Eric when I used to do backyard, and he's fucking. He used to do shit like that. He used to be funny as hell. <laughs> fucking, we we'll have be having a whole conversation about some other shit. Yo, so dicks. That's some troll shit. <laughs> yeah, he's always. We'd be talking about some shit, and then he'd just pop up like some random ass fucking situation. Yo, but. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he used to do that shit too. <laughs> when he used to get hype about some shit. Yo, <laughs> I, I find it hilarious that fucking every every indication is that Danielson is like a troll backstage. <laughs> like he's that guy. He's yeah. that guy. Cage immediately is on the attack. Continues to attack Danielson, mm-hmm. and then MJF walks down. Fucking. He's out of his mind tonight. He's 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 the devil tonight. Yeah. Pushes the yeah. fucking ringside people out of the way, grabs the chair, and then he they both in the ring. one of the guys so bad, bro. Yeah. He fucking throws him a damn. Like just lifted him out of like you know, yeah. like a, a, a regular here would just be like, get the fuck out of the chair and then grab That's it. some triple H shit. Triple H used to do shit like that. And I used yeah, to hate yeah. him for that. He just get the fuck out of here. Slap people around and shit. Yeah. Heel Steve Austin used to do shit like that. <laughs> Heel Austin was definitely good for fucking slapping around a random stage worker. Fucking menace. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about hitting girls? Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Lita. <laughs> they had to get him heat. <laughs> Damn, son. Shit. What a steel cherry. Damn, bro. That's a that's that's bad. That's how you know they shouldn't have done it. <laughs> we need to get Austin heat. What could get him heat? How about he beats the shit out of a woman with a chair? Damn, son. <laughs> he should have just never turned heel. Bro. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I'm like, if he never turned heel, we'd never have what and all the funny shit that he actually did do as a heel. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of take the good with the bad. But I feel like if he was going to turn heel, that should have been his final run. Yeah. Like that run that he did for uh, 19? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I would have turned him heel. Yeah. And then that way he could have went out on his back with no problem. Yeah. So, you know. And then come back 20 years later to wrestle Kevin Owens. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, you know. But damn, son. Um, But, you know, they after MJF and, and Cage beat down Danielson, they, they head to the back. And Renee's with them now in the doctor's room. And... Danielson immediately just looks at the at the doc and he's just like, "Can I wrestle or not?" And the doc is, is he's about to tell him, "Well, you have a." And Dan's is like, "I don't give a fuck about nothing. I'm here to wrestle." <laughs> yeah, more or less, he was just like, "I've wrestled a million times with a busted this, a broken that, a fucked up this. My neck was mm-hmm. on shit, and I still fucking finished the match. What fucking makes you think?" You said he I wrestled got a, I got a strain, Baba. I verbatim. I wrestled 60 minutes with a detached shoulder. Yep. Ain't nobody stopping me from getting in that ring. Not he a said damn that. Soul. Not a not damn soul. He meant that shit. He meant that shit. He meant that shit. 
Bro, the fact that he he had he was forced into retirement and still found a way out of fucking sheer will. He's a bad motherfucker, I'll tell you <laughs> if that. If there's anything I believe, it is that ain't a soul alive keeping Brian Danielson out of the ring if he can help it. This entire match and segment was finally successful. I feel like yes. with all the other MJF stuff, it's been fucking silly and stupid. And why did you do this? And why did you do that? MJF did everything he was supposed to do here. I feel like this was them listening and heeding the criticism that a lot of us have had over the past few weeks mm-hmm. with MJF. And they got him back to what we talked about before, the stuff that makes him compelling. I feel yeah. like this was compelling MJF. A smart, evil motherfucker. Yeah. Who always finds a way to fuck up your life. Yeah. And he got into it on this one. And also, please put Takesha in the in the BCC. Oh, I think it's coming. Please. I think it's coming. Because I feel like he fits so perfect in that team. Yes. He, he saved Danielson from the Pillmanizing. Speaking of, team. where the fuck was Yuta? Yeah, I was wondering that too. I was like, you want to pop is... up for Mox? You ain't going to pop up for Danielson? What the fuck I, is wrong? He with po- you? Yeah, he popped up for a man that was not here, but then did not pop up for a, for his mans that was there. It's not like Claudio. Claudio wasn't here. Yeah. You were here. Yeah. You're not going to save your mans from getting his arm ripped off? Word. Takeshita had to do it. Yeah, Takeshita. At least Claudio, Claudio got an excuse. He wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there. But Takeshita had to clean up after you, boy. What's going mm-hmm. on? But yeah, I, I definitely think that Takeshita, after last week with him cutting it, being, you know, so proud to have wrestled Danielson and the respect shown between them, and then coming to this week where he saves him and, and following the MJF promo and all that, they're definitely cooking something up there with Takeshita. Ruby Soho versus Tony Stone. So this, this match was originally a triple threat yes. featuring Britt Baker, mm-hmm. but... Britt Baker got injured, uh, I think, wrestling Billy Starks on Dark, and she she was out for this match. So All the Starks. It, Billy yeah. Stark? Billy Starks. Uh, what's, what's this guy's name? Who? Uh, fucking Ricky Starks. Uh, Ricky Starks. <laughs> yeah, they got Billy Starks in AEW, well, on Dark at least, and then Ricky Starks. And, and then Zoe Starks. Stark. And, and Zoe Stark in WWE. So Starks is out here. Yeah, the, the Stark family. But yeah, I I do notice that in in like the past two weeks, it really feels like Tony just got all these women together and told them to start really hammering home that we're doing originals versus newcomers. I don't yeah. think people understand that we're doing that storyline. So start saying AEW originals a lot, Tony. We we got it the first time. <laughs> I mean, we got, we got it, but we, I think we got it last week. <laughs> yeah, we definitely got it. Like mm-hmm. I. I've said that before, and I'm gonna say it again. That I, I think Tony needs to not pay as much attention to the people that th- throw those types of criticisms at the show. That you know, there's not storylines or whatever. There are. You just pay attention. They're there, and, and you did it earlier. You could have yeah. just played a fucking video package and yeah. called it a day. Play a video package. So you know, we we know what's going on. But but nonetheless, they're they're now explicitly saying this is an AEW originals versus AEW newcomer storyline. Tony's promo is basically talking about all the originals (laughs) and how they don't know anything. But Ruby's promo I actually really liked. I liked Ruby's promo because it set her up, her her position in this feud really well. Ruby's a newcomer, technically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
But it feels like she's going to fall more on the original side of the equation because the way she speaks about AEW, she's come to love AEW and treat it as her home. Yeah. She felt like more or less in WWE didn't give her a chance. And once she got over here, they finally gave her a chance and made her feel like a big star. And on top of that, she's had all the good shit happen to her with, you know, the band even signing off on giving her the name and all that shit and giving her the song. Yeah. Like, she's probably over here living her dreams out in AEW. So I understand why she would fit more towards, you know, that spectrum. Plus, she's always been very nice to all the newer girls and yeah. always has helped out. And her her idea is just making the, the women's division a lot better. And I like how she put it in that you can't talk down on these girls who were here from the start. Like, who who are we to say where one's journey begins and where it ends up? Like, mm-hmm. I really thought Ruby's promo here was good. Like, it, it was it was a good at establishing what the story and the characters are without going like, you damn originals, damn you. That's some mean girls high school <laughs> shit. And I hate when I hate when men book women like this. Yeah, I mean, I I like the concept of the feud. I just don't like how overly, you know, beating beating it into our heads they are with the fact that it is the feud. With me, it's not even just that. It's also the why the feud is going on. They slid into, like, another almost storyline and then slid right. I think it was the whole Mercedes Monet thing that fucked it up. If she was, if she actually was supposed to come in and they they actually had talks, then I think that's probably what fucked this up. And then in that case, it's not AEW's fault. Yeah, so. and then I because that was the week where everything kind of went trippy with this whole build, and then mm-hmm. the week after they started like they basically like hard turned Saray and Tony Hill after that. Yeah, so it seems, yeah, it seems like there was supposed to be something in between that point that was supposed to happen to like facilitate their turn, but it didn't happen and they just turned. So they're they're building this point where you know they're friends, like the commentators say, but Ruby is, is respecting the friendship, and Tony is less and less so as the match goes on until we get to a point where uh, Ruby catches her in the face with a strong right. Tony goes down. She's clutching at her face like she hurt her nose. Mm-hmm. So then Ruby backs off. Ref backs her off, and Ruby backs up because she's her friend. So she, she didn't want to hurt her too bad. Yeah. So she she bumps in to check on her, but it turns out Tony faked that He's shit. He's a heel. <laughs> She's a heel. It's a bait and switch. <laughs> Yep, she threw her in a corner. She murdered her with her ass. Then hit a tornado DDT. Jesus, how does that not kill nobody? It's a listen. I I, I need to understand for science. <laughs> I, I need I need a full fucking <laughs> experimentation of it for science. I literally be watching that shit and I'm like. How is this kayfabe? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel bad for the for the females next because they just yeet. And I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> With that being said, Tony, Tony, I want to find out how you do it. Like, <laughs> I'm going to just sit in the corner. I need to know for science. <laughs> this is all scientific. This is research purposes. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, she hit she hit the uh she hit that sweet cheeks music and then she hit the yeah, she DDT. Name. Oh my god. I, I always forget it has a name because I'm like, oh yeah, my god, she killed music, her with her god ass. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh but she hit the Just DDT. Obliterated a shorty with her ass. Yeah, that's what that's what I'll be looking at it as. But she hit that, hit the DDT, 
Ruby kicked out. Big NXT face from Tony. Big NXT face. <laughs> and then Britt Baker comes out like, enough of the NXT face. Enough. She has had enough. She comes out. DMD. You remember what I told you about that Neutron? Mm-hmm. I love that shit, bro. The fact that when the, the letters pop up behind it, the crowd says it. Mm-hmm. Love that shit. She she's a she's a superstar. So oh, and remember, wrestlers have this thing where like it hypnotizes them to hear music. Yes, when whenever a wrestler in a match hears a wrestler's music, they cannot do anything but look at the ramp like, you, what are you doing here? Man, I'm waiting for the motherfucker who hears the music and goes, and you see them in the ring one moment. And then the, the, the wrestler's making their entrance and they're doing their shit. And all you see is beelining towards them is the wrestler who was in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Dying for that moment. Yes, yes. Adulation, yes. I'm, 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 I'm interfering, you see? Yes. I need, I needed the motherfucker to come out and then the wrestler to hit their finish, win, and then go attack them. <laughs> I, I, that, like, that's oh, good you? That's finish. Good yeah. <laughs> or, or, I want them to pull a Steve Austin. Just fucking aim sh- straight towards the fucking <laughs> stage. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> One time. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yo, what's this? Yo, he broke the fucking trial throwing beers. Oh, man. <laughs> I would love, bro, if you fucking give me, like, yo, I would have definitely. I, sometimes, to be honest, the only reason why I want to be a wrestler is to break shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just <laughs> break, break a certain thing that always bothers me during wrestling. Like a motherfucker, like when Cody did the thing where, like, oh, the the, the ropes are invisible, and, and and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't step through these ropes. No, no. Mm. <laughs> oh god, like, I'm stepping through. Shut up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'd be fucking wrestler comes out. Yes, yes, yes. I used to runs back to the ring. Stunner! <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you stupid bastard! <laughs> that is some Austin shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the finish of this match. Distraction finished, which you know, pretty clunky. But I, 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 I will give them a pass on it because Britt was supposed to be in the match. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna guess that Britt was supposed to factor more into whatever the hell was going on here. Yeah, and Tony decided WWE and yeah. whatever. Yeah, they did. They, they, they more or less did. But I, 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 I guess since Tony had to do whatever he wanted to do with Britt in this match, he had to have her out there somehow, some way. So that's how he did it. Okay. Hopefully she's better next week and y'all can, you know, get this on course. Yeah. We got NJF. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's how you're supposed to feel about him. That's a good thing. Right. And at least this I, week, he was yeah. spitting that heat. I hate when I feel like, oh, is MJF this going to be good? I'd rather prefer to feel when I see MJF. Ew. Because he's a heel. You're supposed to feel yeah. that way. Yeah. Or like at least I used to watch Triple H. I, still, I get the same feeling. People don't Man. understand my hate for Triple H. But when I was a little kid, I hated that motherfucker, bro. I swear to God. Yeah. Or at least give me that medium where, you know. Yeah. I, I I'm like yeah it's you but I know it's 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 born out of a place of you're gonna do something fucked up but it's gonna be good to watch yeah yeah not like a few weeks ago where it's like 
This shit is whack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just a dumbass, and you come out and spit an entire promo to fucking cool down the guy who's supposed to be winning a match for you. Yeah, this, this which kind of worked out in our benefit because Takesha has, you know, been hot about it since. Yeah. So yeah, like, and again, I get that the point of that whole thing was to like set up Takeshita. Mm-hmm. but I still thought like the content of the promo was 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 dookie. I don't even like calling him. T- I like to call him Takeshita. Takeshita, yeah. Because that's the way they would say it really fast. Takeshita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takeshita. But he, MJF, he he speaks to Takeshita interfering in his business. And, and immediately and calls him Takeshita. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why I stopped saying it. <laughs> yeah, at first he was like, he says yeah. it right. He's like, yeah, no, I know your name. I know your name. I just prefer to say take a sh- to say take a shitter because I think it's hilarious. But then he like you started saying. <laughs> <laughs> but then he leaves it and he, he yeah. says, you know, he's gonna deal with him, and he says, you know, I'm not the one you want to tangle with. And then he speaks to Danielson. He says, I know what it is with you, Danielson, because just like me, you've got that hole in your soul that only one thing can truly fill that hole. That world championship. <laughs> <laughs> that pause, DJ, that pause. I know, I know. <laughs> but he says, I'm not the one that you want to t- tangle with to try to take that world championship away. Yeah. He says, this world championship to me, it validates my catchphrase. I did like that line a lot. He yeah, says, yeah. the world championship validates my catchphrase. It means that it's true. I actually am better than you. I am the best. And he will do anything to keep that title and keep that status. His only obsession is the triple B. Yes. His only, just like Brian Danielson's obsession is wrestling, his obsession is being world champion. Mm-hmm. So I like that this is now turning into a psychological story between the two of, you know, a lot better hey, than taking you a shit. Left, you left the show with exactly what they wanted you, and that's you fucking hate, hate MJF, but think he's goddamn impressive. And you, Absolutely love the Brian Danielson and think he's the absolute craziest motherfucker on God's green now. <laughs> it's how you want it done. That's how you want it done. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like I said earlier, they course corrected from the last uh few weeks ago of MJF promos. And this is this is that shit. This is the oh MJF that we wanted. Are you ready <laughs> to fucking say the thing? And who, yes, MJF lined up. Your next opponent. He's a man <laughs> who knows how to break limbs and break bones. Your next opponent, Brian Danielson. Let's take him to school. Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. My inner NXT guy is exploding. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Thatcher is going to show up and stretch motherfuckers. Oh, fucking AEW loves NXT fans more than WWE will ever. <laughs> Hey, y'all remember Timothy Thatcher? Yeah, he pulled it up. He gonna take Brian Danielson to school. That's right. Ah, you remember that gimmick? Yeah, the greatest, yeah. the greatest wrestling trainer of all time. Just take the Sal Bandini of NXT. Yeah, <laughs> he just took liberties with all his students Fucking until bitch. until one of them was like, "Hey, that's bullshit." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's been enough talk. It's time. For the main event, Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal in dedication to the late, great Jay Briscoe, Mark's 
first ever appearance on AEW television. Live on appearance. Fucking, on fucking real TV. On real mm-hmm. TV. Live real and TV. living color. Reach for the sky, boy. That hit. Crowd went up. The crowd was, they weren't dead, but they were, they were like chill most of the day. They were good. They were they good. were a good crowd. And yeah. then it became apparent right away that they were saving themselves for this. The we we point. we gotta give all everything we got to Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal tonight. And they did. Let me tell you something. Jay Lethal comes out. With a tear in his eye. And you already knew, like, that was the moment. That was the yeah. moment. When I see him tearing up and Sanjay gives him a hug and says, I'm out. That's when I knew I was like, oh, this is going to get deep. Yeah. That song plays, reach for the sky, boy. The crowd explodes. You see Mark come out, and he's got both belts. He's got both belts, man. Yeah, when he came out with both belts. And I'm belts. just like, yo, Jay would have been right there, man. Mm-hmm. That shit sucks, bro. That shit sucks. That, I, that. I could never... I, I, being somebody who's very empathetic and putting myself in those shoes, that that moment right there in, in this night, and when they both got in the ring and both of their eyes are just teared up and, and watered up and... Ah, fuck that shit, bro. I I gained so much respect for Mark Briscoe during this whole thing. Like, I already respect him before, obviously, but like Lethal is out there, like barely keeping it together. And Mark brings him in, like, come on, bro. We got this. Cause you know it's different, bro. When you're doing it for your bro, it's different. Yeah. And and, and like just to, like I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Bro. I got a lot of brothers. I can't imagine. And and he's out there. Belts high to the sky. Taking all that energy in from the crowd, ready to go like it's another day at work. Like a G and a half, bro. Mark is a gangster, bro. And you can see it because when he looks back at at Jay across the ring when they do the first little sequence, he looks back at, at Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal still like teared up like a motherfucker. Yeah. And he looks at him and you can see him. He's like trying to like not. And he just and takes his composure and just fuck it. We're, we're doing this. Let's go. We're doing it for him. Let's do it. Yeah. And and like credit to him, like they they went out there. Mark was out there working, like Jay was right there alongside him, like he always mm-hmm. would have been. Mm-hmm. Not a not a single beat missed. Nope. nope. They 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 go out to the apron. They're trading like shots on the apron. They're going Hell in. Yeah. Mark Hell fires yeah. up, like come on, boy, let's do it. And they just start throwing. Because even on commentary, they 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 said it. It's like now you're in his turf. This is yeah. it. This is this is what they do. Yeah, this is what they do, 
and you over here, you're trying to get into the down and dirty. That's when Jay would have been like, yeah. Because yeah. that's what Jay loves. He loves, he's in it for the wrestling. Yeah. And it's like um, Rick and Bonnie talked about on commentary, like Jay, Jay was, you know, he was the older brother and he was, you know, the leader, so to speak, of the two. But Mark was the strategist. Mark yeah. was the one who yeah. would, you know, think and set up so much of the stuff they would do. So, you know, they they complimented each other in that way. And and getting into that, getting into that violent part outside where they're trading hands and, and they go over to the table and lethal's gonna you know I realize though that's a different dynamic from them. What very different dynamic from the Briscoe brothers in most brother tag teams or most tag teams that are like that where like the two guys are like brothers yeah or best friends and stuff usually the older one is the one who who's the setup guy the smart yeah. one the one who gonna do it like this we want to do it like this we want to do it like this and then the the younger one is the one who's like the star you know the yeah. face and the wild part or yeah. exactly and i feel like with them it was opposite it was like Jay was more the, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the cool guy, and then this guy's, you know, he's he's the one who's up here, yeah. Fucking fixing his truck or fucking walking around feeding his chickens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the promos would, the fucking, promo. <laughs> yo, the promos when Jay would just be fucking going crazy while Mark is just feeding chickens in the background, like yo, man. Nobody cut promos like these dudes. Nobody. They were they were special, special. Uh, but they go over to the table. Um, Lethal's gonna set him up, but Mark comes back. He gets him on the table outside, hits the blockbuster, sets him up, then goes up top. Big froggy bow, frog splash elbow. Froggy bow. <laughs> like hell Love yeah, we got bow. a froggy bow on TV. Let's Yeet. go. <laughs> uh, through a table, through a table, through a dope. table at that. Yeah, you know Jay would have loved that shit. Go back in the ring. Son did a froggy bow through a table. I fuck with that. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go back in the ring. He goes for the J driller. But Lethal reverses, goes for Lethal Injection, but Mark pops off the ropes, hits him with a big Lariat, mm-hmm. follows up, hits him with a second one, Lethal goes... Those Lariats were fucking pristine, bro. I don't mm-hmm. know where the fuck he pulled them shits out from, but he fucking... Mark bam. pulled them from his soul, and Lethal, he pulled that bump, both those bumps from his soul, mm-hmm. both of them. They both were working. Mm-hmm. And then Mark gets him up, lands the J-Driller, gets the one, two, three exactly what this needed to be uh, a blessing a beautiful moment in the face of a tragedy and and you know we end with mark showing love to, to lethal and then the entire roster comes out on stage when um when he finishes showing love to lethal he like rolls over well before he he does it i think he he rolls over to the camera at ringside yeah and he says to all our friends and family, you know, keep your heads up. And Jamin, I love you. Wow. Man. Just powerful. And then you know, he walks out of the ring, heads up to the top of the stage where, you know, our final shot of the show is Mark standing up, proudly holding both the belts. 
as we see the graphic right above him on the on the big screen. Jay Briscoe. Listen, man. He went up and the first person who gave him a hug was Christopher Daniels. Mm-hmm. And I think that pissed off Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony ran up from behind Daniels like, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm the, I hug the hugging. Here. I do the hugging. <laughs> I am the hugger around these parts, sir. And I say that to warm this up. Uh, then he also missed uh, he missed giving a hug to Joe. Joe went for the hug, and he turned around when he heard. But then it's 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 such a weird moment because you know these guys were fun guys. Yes. You see the love and the fun that the other guys had with him. And when he said, when, when, when the song said, reach for the sky, boys, he lift up the two belts and just screamed. Ah, ah, ah. I know what that is, man. And that, that made me, that fucked me up because I know that. I know that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. From, from the moment he hit the J-Driller. Leaky mm-hmm. faucet. It was. It was. I, I let them tears fly. It was. It was too real. And I mean, I'm. I'm glad. Like I said. Like we, like we said at the top. I'm so glad that Tony went out and, and basically put his neck on the line, doing this, doing the right thing. And, and making sure that he could he could get this cleared. And, and and they also got the actual Ring of Honor tribute show. It's up on YouTube. I haven't watched it yet, but it's up on YouTube now. Um, they, and I think the Conrad has said that Tony's going to look after the family in, in perpetuity. So, and I mean, and we've already seen with, with Brody Lee's family that Tony, Tony is a man of his word with that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a blessing. And you know, as, as as sad as this whole situation is, this felt this was this was one of those moments where it felt like all of wrestling came together around a just proper cause. Listen, man, I I hope in the entirety of my life. That no matter what happens, I never lose one of my brothers. I'd rather be the one to go first. I never want to lose any of my, my, my blood brothers. Never. Never, ever, ever. And I always say like that. I'd rather be the one who goes first. And with that being said, I also lost somebody that I considered a brother. And that's why I never want to lose an actual brother. Because... Mm-hmm. Losing somebody who's like a brother to you, and and that feels like that, I would never want to know what it feels like to lose an, an actual brother. Never. Never. And then you know, it's, it's you don't, and I'm gonna just say it like this: you don't, you don't get better from that. I still, I still haven't gotten completely better from from losing somebody who's like a brother to me. Losing two guys who who were like brothers to me. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm, I'm dead ass, bro. Yeah, you don't. You you don't. You, you can't. 
I mean, everybody grieves differently. And, and you know, that process is a long, tough, tough process when you lose anybody close to you in that type of vein. So, now yeah. Imagine a brother. Uh, yeah. And, again, that same thing. That's a pain I never, ever, ever want to imagine. I, I can't. I can't fathom it. I would retire the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions as they are and, and, and create something new. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of people say do that, like bring new titles and then like do a tournament in Jay's honor, which I think would be a good idea. I would never. Those those titles belong in in in, in the in the Briscoe household. Yes, then they're, they're theirs. Even shit. Even if Jay was still here, those are their titles. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's no better place. Damn, even the ref. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> tough, man. Tough, tough, yeah, tough. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a good show this week, but I mean, when mm-hmm. when you watch when you watch that main event, you really step back and and you think about what really matters in this this crazy life, in this crazy world. And, you know, you just I, that's what I sat with after watching the show. Just wasn't thinking about like the next week of, of booking or whatever, or what was going to happen with the next angle. I was just thinking about you know the, the fragility of life. And... You know what sucked on my end? What? I didn't get to. So I didn't get to have that moment. Oh yeah, because like an hour you were. Yeah, I watched it at work. Yeah. I wouldn't have watched it any other way but live. Yeah. So I, I watched it at work. And anybody who knows, 10 o'clock is closing time. Yes. So I'm already late. So I'm just like, oh, fuck. And I just rushed home and blah, blah, blah. And then this morning when I watched it back again, that's it. <laughs> just, yeah. I let it out. I let it out. It was... Mm-mm. I don't like feeling like that, bro. I fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a whack feeling, but you know, you just that whole show was beautiful, man. And I, I hope he's looking down, smiling, and appreciating all the work that went into that. Yeah. And you know, I look back, man, and man, this dude's only like six years older than me. Yeah. 38 years old. It's crazy. He's only six years older than me. I got siblings older than that. Yeah. <sighs> Whack, man. Yeah. But this is life. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. We never know. We never know what direction it'll take. We never know when our time is going to come. You know the you know what they always say the only thing certain in this world is death and taxes. That's that's a fact. Death taxes and impact wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, uh again a a beautiful touching touching show for you know someone crazy who, what? when 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 he was leaving, he said that's how we do. 
That's not how I do. That's how we do. Yeah. Because even he even said like he did. Uh, he was I think in the airport with uh, Caprice Coleman this morning. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I yeah, seen yeah, it. yeah. I seen it. And Mark was even like, and and just like this dude, Mark. Like, I want to shake his hand, bro. Give him a hug. Like the yeah. strength he, yeah. he's putting on display is like awe inspiring. Mm-hmm. For him to just say like, "Yo, he's he's right here. He with me." Like he he's, he's going physically. Gone. He's going physically from this physical plane, but I know he's not gone. Gone. Like he's. At and a, you know how he said it. He said it with his with his. Brisconess, yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, man. Jay ain't gone, man. Jay, right here, Jay, you know, he right here with me, man. He's just in a different, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because he got God the but Mark man. is actually really smart. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think Rick Abani even talked about it during the match. They once did a, a IQ test on the old Ring of Honor roster. The yeah. highest scores were Brian Danielson, Nigel McGinnis, and Mark Briscoe. <laughs> So, I mean, great, great dude. Um, again, heart goes out to him. Although, you know, let me not go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, um, because nah, I don't, I don't believe in IQ tests, but go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> IQ tests are bullshit. But I, I just say that to say, you know, these yeah. dudes, Mark and Jay, were, in, they couldn't have gotten to where they got if they weren't. They were intelligent, yeah. extraordinary. Extraordinarily talented dudes. And unique. And unique, for sure. So, all the love and respect goes out to to Mark and his family, Briscoes, and to AEW for doing this. For for making it. Tony, man. I don't know what you said or what you did or who you paid off or which uh, Discovery employee you blew off but good shit whatever you did you did the right thing whatever you anyway we've been the banter club it's been emotional emotional now tj let them know where to find us oh but indeed yeah you already know where to find us Find us on Instagram at RambleMania Show and at Banter Club Podcast. Find us on Twitter at RambleMania, Facebook.com slash RambleMania Show. Also find our group there at RambleMania Show, Banter Club, we of the wrestlers, podcasters. Everybody we associate with, what's all our goings on and all that's going down. As far as audio goes, wherever audio is found, that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, TuneIn, Overcast, everywhere your podcasts are found, search RambleMania Show or Banter Club. As far as the visuals, everywhere the visuals are found, twist.tv slash RambleMania Show. On Spotify video or on YouTube, search Ramble Mania Show or Banter Club. When you get here, like the videos, click subscribe and click the bell so that when a new content drops, it goes straight to yeah. Yeah. As for me personally, find me on Instagram at TJ the Great One. That's TJ the GR, the number eight, the number one. Find me on Twitter at TJ the Great. That's TJ the GR, the number eight. It's as simple as that. TJ the Great. Cool. <laughs> Oh, man, you can find me on Instagram at the number six, the letter X, the letter L. That is at 6XL. Thank you for all the love and support because I see I'm, I'm, I'm going up there in the fucking, uh, what do you call this, you know, followers. So thank you, guys. Keep following, son. Damn right. But you also got to show me love on Twitter, too. I ain't showing no love on Twitter. 
Start showing love on Twitter, son. Get your asses over there. <laughs> I'm not going to front. I don't post too much on Twitter. I just <laughs> yeah, on Twitter, all I do is wrestling shit. So. <laughs> yeah, I be posting wrestling, occasional basketball shit. You know, Usually just thing. us. And, and if I see something that a wrestler said, I'll post. Or if I, I usually comment to people. I usually go to other people's content and say hi and shit. So, you know. But if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at the letter S. Double I, double X, ain't I great? That is at S I I X X. You're all ready. Get your asses on TikTok. Look for yes. us at Ramble Mania Show because we have mad funny shit. We I posted up a few new clips, so hopefully you guys enjoy those. Uh, I got Dave singing. <laughs> Yo, TikToking like Karrion Cross out here. Get with it. Damn right. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see you guys at the Rumble. Oh, yes. I'm going to leave you guys a little... Well, we're going to leave you guys a little something we like to call a... Uh, too sweet. Too sweet. And a good fight. And a good night. Blacker, blacker, black, blacker, blacker, black, blacker, blacker, black, blacker, blacker, black, blacker, 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 blacker,